3: Welcome to the Russ Podcast. Today, we're talking about a very difficult subject. We're talking about suicide with black men. Yeah, black men and suicide, a much needed conversation. Um, The suicide death rate for men is more than four times the rate for women in black populations. The suicide death rate for the overall U.S. population is approximately double that of black populations for males and females. Um, Lately, everybody's been hearing about a number of um, suicides, and especially amongst black males and and females. But this isn't a new problem. It's at epidemic proportions in our black communities. And no matter what your gender, no matter what your nationality, um, if you need help, you have to talk to someone. Today, I want to talk to a number of professionals that have worked with um, uh, people that are have been suffering I and mean, going into dark places, and medical officials that um, basically tell you how you know they treat it. Uh, but we want people to know that you're not alone. Uh, the suicide rate amongst high school youth uh, is is just off off the charts. Um, suicide black gay men off the charts. But it's something that we don't talk about. It is something that we just sit up and go okay well you don't hear about it so therefore it must not be there i it, this is just like a tough show to you know put together because i was concerned about doing it wrong you know or possibly you know there's no right way to do this and especially during this pandemic obviously you guys do know that the suicide rates have gone through the roof but you'll hear from folks that just had no clue there were no signs and it's, and and that's 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 just heartbreaking but i want men to know out there that you know it does not make you weak to express that hey i'm having some issues and i need somebody to talk to i also want to point out there are medications and things to deal with with depression and anxiety but i'm going to let you formulate your opinion as to what you can do but ultimately there are numbers you can call there are people that you can talk to so we can address this issue. So we're going to start with a gentleman that, um, lost a son and, um, I'm going to introduce him right now. So here we go on the phone line right now. Um, I really kind of hate to meet you under these circumstances, but then again, I am glad I'm, I'm meeting you, uh, Mr. Evans, but, uh, uh you, you're a police officer right now. Are you currently a police officer?
4: I'm currently a police officer.
3: Uh In the city of Alexandria, I've had the
4: unfortunate but fortunate opportunity to lose a child to suicide back in November 15, 2013. My son, Cameron Evans, completed suicide as I was a uh, police officer in the city of Alexandria.
3: Mm. Tell us just a little bit about your son. My son, Cameron Evans, was a uh, a bright young
4: man, um, very athletic, uh, very smart, uh, just a typical 15-year-old. Going through the normal daily trials and tribulations as a uh, high school student, and um, Mm -hmm. I can honestly say it's been uh, it's been an experience over the last number of years uh, trying to adjust to living without him. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, I do a lot of presentations where I talk about suicide because it's just like you said, Mr. Parr. uh, It's an uncomfortable conversation, but I live it every day, so it's very comfortable for me. And I figure if we don't get the word out and we don't start talking about it like it happens in our community, it will continue to happen in our community. And I'd like to believe that my son's life was not in vain because of his suicide, because it, it gave me the gift to talk to others about suicide. But it's also the curse that I have to live every day. But I always look at the better in it because... I'm probably helping somebody that's in that desperate place that my son Absolutely. was. I'm helping Absolutely. somebody that doesn't have a voice. And particularly uh you struck it right on the, the nail, right on the head when you said our black men aren't aren't discussing it. Yeah.
3: Let uh, me ask you, did you Benny, did you have any idea that your son was suicidal?
4: We saw nothing.
3: And to this day, Mr. Parr,
4: I'm I'm, I'm here to tell you, um, next year will be 10 years um, after Cameron's suicide, and we still really haven't seen nothing through his friends, uh, through his school teachers. I mean, he's still very well loved throughout the community. Uh, through the fire, I got a couple of firefighters that actually I uh, had these uh, wristbands made with the national suicide number on it. And uh, one of the things that I push hard is just say no to suicide you know i can help you mm. with everything i can help you with anything but i can't help you with suicide and that's what as a country and as a people we have to understand that suicide is uh it's we we kind of ostracized it because we made it yeah. look like a criminal offense and it's not a criminal offense it's a it's a decision that someone made and they never asked our permission and that's why we're so hostile about it
3: well, I wanted to start the show with you, Benny, because um, the worst thing that could ever happen to any parent is to lose a child. And yeah. even more so listening to you, the worst thing is not knowing why. Yeah. And there were Go no ahead. signs. And, and, and throughout the next um, 25 minutes, we're going to discuss signs. Uh, we're going to discuss that there's hope and there's help out there. And we yes. want these young people, and it's not just men, but everyone to know because, that. listen, they're, they're, you're not alone. You know, no. there are other people that are struggling, but hopefully we'll have some solutions and some answers. And if we can save one life this morning, it's so worth it. And I want to commend you, my brother. First of all, thank you for what you do for a living. And number two, um, you're saving lives, man, with your voice. And I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Any opportunity we can do something to save somebody's life, that's important. Thank you, sir.
2: If you're having suicidal thoughts, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255.
3: Welcome back to Black Men and Suicide, a much-needed conversation. And on the phone line right now, I think this guy's brilliant. His name is Robert Pruitt. He's a holistic practitioner. We also call him the soul alchemist and, of course, I wanted to have you on because you being a black male, I know you have counseled many of men that have struggled and been on this fence and been in this world. And um, we just had uh, we started the show uh, with Benny Evans and he talked about his son who committed Mm -hmm. suicide back in 2013. And to this day, they don't know why there were no signs or anything. Do you find that to be common? Yes,
1: I think the experience varies for some. And what I mean by that is there are some people that are in a struggle and they can mask it beautifully. You know, I remember uh, when I was molested twice, the second time was the summer that I had turned 14. I think I did a phenomenal job of masking that. Fortunately, I had a connection to something bigger than the experience in which I found myself. So whether in the moment it was God or quite frankly, whether it was songs from Earth, Wind & Fire, or whether it was a cadre of individuals where I could go roller skating or hang out with, I had something that aligned with. There's something better than this upset that I'm feeling. But for so many individuals, they don't have that or don't believe they have that. Just, you know, take a look at, you know, Mm -hmm. for the listeners, take a look at the people that are in your inner circle. How many people do you turn to when they say, hey, how are you? And you really share with them how you're doing versus saying I'm good, fine, all right, or I'm feeling some kind of way. And so, yeah, I'm real clear, you know, that same experience hit home for me and one of my twin boys was going through an experience. And the only thing that I was led to share in that moment when he first said, you know, I'm really wrestling with this idea of hurting myself was the beautiful thing, my love, is it's just a thought. And I saw him actually freeze to contemplate that. And he he said, well, what do you mean it's just a thought? I said, it's just a thought. You didn't take any action. It's a thought. If you can entertain that thought, then you can entertain other thoughts. I got to ask
3: you, do you think part of, you know, because there's that stigma, especially amongst black men, that we don't want to be viewed as weak. This is a flaw in our character. And do you think that that is one of the main engines of keeping the secrecy, keeping this to yourself, because I've always felt that if you're in that predicament, be able to talk about it is a step in the right direction. But do you think the stigma of maybe it's a cultural thing? Maybe you can explain that to me. Look,
1: I I would say some of it is cultural. I'd, I'd say you might see a difference between folk that are in the hood and folk that live in the suburbs with respect to how they communicate certain things. But I wouldn't even leave it at that, Russ. I would say it has more to do with how have we been conditioned to talk about things that are hurtful, harmful, and detrimental. That, for me, is universal. And I don't know that there are enough healthy individuals, regardless of their ethnicity, that have the wherewithal to say, right now I'm feeling pensive, or right now I'm feeling upset, or right now I'm feeling downtrodden. And then when you add that component of stigma, because yes, we've got the blackmail machismo, right? We talk about this when we talk about rap music and the rap game and how the brothers were supposed to be hard. And when MC Hammer tried to go from baggy pants to being hood, people didn't buy that image what he was trying to portray, an image of a powerful black male without recognizing that the power comes from being balanced and that the power comes from being grounded. And no, you don't need to share everything with everyone because that's the beauty of disclosure. But some of us have never been taught to disclose because part of the stigma is rooted in being seen, not heard.
3: We're talking to Robert Pruitt, who is a uh, life coach, we call them the soul alchemist. Uh, hold on the line right quick. We got to take a quick break. And we'll be right back here in just a second to talk about hope and what we can do for someone that is in a really dark place. Welcome back, y'all. We're, we're talking about black men and suicide. And there are alarming rates of black men that are silently suffering and taking their own lives. And we're trying to offer some kind of hope. We're trying to get us to recognize the problem and address it. It's not easy, but we want people folk, and we want people out there to know that, you know, we're here. There are so many people that are in the same boat. So you're not alone. Uh, on the line now, we'll continue our conversation with Robert Pruitt, who is a uh, life coach. We call him the soul alchemist and um, he counsels a lot of men. Um, but let me ask you, Robert, uh, What can we say to someone that's in a really dark place that is struggling? Uh, Is there hope? I mean, how do we do that?
1: Here's the reality, brother. We cannot help unless the help is requested. It enables. And so it may prolong life, don't get me wrong, but it does not allow the person to take ownership. What I would offer for somebody that's hearing this that may be struggling is the only thing that I offered in the family experience, which was, It's a thought. And if I can create the thought that I feel like I'm pushing a boulder uphill or I need to give up or this is hopeless or I want to end it all, then play with, give yourself a breath and a moment to play with other thoughts. Maybe there's another way to see this. Maybe there's somebody I can reach out and share this with. Maybe I can write this down and send it in a text. Like, entertain it as a thought and Mm -hmm. allow yourself to create other thoughts that perhaps feel lighter. And whatever feels light, move in that direction. That may take you to a phone call. That may take you to a counseling session. That may have you show up in a group where you can discuss it. That would be my offering because anytime we try to help it and the help has not been requested, it may work for the moment, but it can be detrimental. Robert Pruitt, man, thank you so much, man, for, for sharing that.
3: We're getting ready to talk to Iyana uh, Van Zandt. Yeah. I uh, get a perspective on this, man, but I appreciate you taking the time. Is there an email or a uh, website people can go
1: to if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, the website is just my name. So, Robert, middle name is Lee, L E I G H. Last name is Pruitt. P is in Peter. R is in Robert. U is in Umbrella. I is in Igloo T. -T, Robert Lee Pruitt. I'm happy to support, and I've got a bevy of individuals in my life that I can. You know, share resources with. So, call if you so need. If you need somebody to talk to. Robert's good about
3: that, y'all. Trust me, he's good dude. <laughs> Robert, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it.
2: If you're having suicidal thoughts, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five.
3: As promised on the phone line, Yana Van Zant, best-selling author, motivational speaker, life coach, and this has just been a tough show to do, Yana. And I, I know. During your travels, you have probably counseled hundreds of people that are struggling, that are on the fence, and recurs, we're talking about black men and suicide. Uh, black men four times greater to commit suicide as opposed to black women. In your travels, Yana, is this of a stigma? Is this something that black men are carrying? Is it generational? Is it is it cultural? What is it?
0: Well, I think it's two things what I've discovered in most of my conversations with black men. Number one, very few black men have a soft place to fall, meaning a place where they can go and just be weak and vulnerable and discuss or talk about or just feel whatever is going on. So they have to be strong all the time. And, you know, that tension, eventually the bowel breaks. The other thing is that we don't teach black boys... We don't give them an emotional vocabulary to know how to process through their feelings, their thoughts. You know, it's either angry or happy. It's either right or wrong, good or bad, you know. They don't have really an emotional library that they can go into and process what they're feeling. And there are very few places in society where black men are given the opportunity to just be human. You know, to just have human Mm. thoughts, human feelings, human responses. They're either all good or all bad.
3: Does it start kind of young? Because, you know, I can see relatives, they'll they'll scold their young boys and go like, stop all that crying.
0: Absolutely. It starts. For us, Russ, let me just say this. For us, it's generational. I mean, it's cellular. Black men couldn't be human. And we still have that Mm -hmm. memory. Uh, in cells, in our genes, we, they couldn't be weak. They couldn't be human. They couldn't be strong. They couldn't even tell the truth in our history in this country because they were threatening. I always talk about the butterfly and the bee. People see a butterfly and they're, oh, look at the butterfly. It's so nice. They see a bee, they start swatting. The bee is minding his business, ain't bothering nobody. Black men are bees in this society. As soon as people see them, they start swatting. Imagine living like that, where you have no soft place to fall, no place to be human, and on an average day, somebody's going to see you and assume. That you're out to hurt them or you're up to no good. It's really a challenge for them.
3: You know, I, mean, I think there's a lot of pressure that you know a lot of men put put on themselves because we have to be the macho guy. We got to take care of the family, and when you're not speaking to anybody, it builds up. Ina, I want you to hold on one quick second. I got to take a quick break, but we're talking to Iana Van Zandt, best-selling author, motivational speaker, and life coach. And on the other side, I want to talk to you about some of the reasons, molestation, other things that can cause young black men to be put in this predicament. So stay right there.
2: If you're having suicidal thoughts, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255.
3: We're back with Yana Van Zandt, uh, best-selling author, motivational speaker, and life coach. And we're we're talking about black men and suicide. And although this conversation could be applicable to just about anybody that is struggling, uh, I, 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 I did want to focus on black men because... It's at epidemic proportions. Yeah. Black men are killing themselves, and they're not telling people. We had a gentleman out earlier. His son committed suicide in 2013, and he never knew. And to this day, he doesn't know why.
0: Well, his Regina son King's
3: son. Everything.
0: everything. Regina King's mm-hmm. son. was that a week ago? Yeah. 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 And again, because where is your soft place to fall? Where, as a black man, do you go to say, I hurt? I'm confused. Mm. And, you know, I, I, whenever, whenever I work with men, I teach men that they're kryptonite, you know, the thing that took mm. Superman down. Black men's kryptonite is inadequacy. Feeling mm. or being told they are or experiencing any form of inadequacy, that takes a black man down. And so, where does he go to discuss those things that makes him feel less than, or the things that, again, the vulnerability? And it's built into this society. It's built in to this society, this country, this culture. You know, take uh, our ancestors—they lost their wives, they lost their children, they could be sold, they could be whipped. I think the most powerful thing for me is in Twelve Years a Slave. When the main character had a noose around his neck and he was on his toes, trying not to be hung, he had to stand Mm. on his toes, and it seemed like—I know it was a day and a night—and the little girl was there playing around him, and this man is on his toes working to to stay alive. And that's how it is Mm. for black men in this society.
3: They're
0: struggling to stay
3: alive. Let me ask you, um, I, I saw alarming rates of gay black men that the suicide rate is like off the charts. Yeah. Why do you think of that so? Well,
0: you know, at the risk of offending people, <laughs> please don't it's email okay. me and come after me. A lot of them are, have this internal sense of condemnation because of the theology of the black church. So they're forced into hiding, they're forced into inauthentic living, they're forced into secrecy because of the theology of the black church, which is, you know, you're a sinner, God doesn't like this. And so many gay black men who either grew up in the church or have family in the church live with this sense of wrongness, which is a form of inadequacy. The sense of wrongness, the sense of unacceptability and the sense of I, I don't know what else to say that they're, they're they're doomed yeah. to hell.
3: They're ostracized, ostracized. Yeah. And, and and, you know, just it, it's tough to see a lot of loving relationships. I'm sure there are some uh, with with a lot of these men and women, for that matter. I, I think what I want to kind of wrap up the last minute or so with is hope. What, what what can we do? What should a person do when they're struggling? What advice do you give that person?
0: You know, it's really hard, Russ, because black men are conditioned not to speak. Again, that's soft mm-hmm. place to fall. But I think it really starts with black mothers. A man is who his mother makes him. I'm sorry. In our culture, they'll mm-hmm. tell you the king is the king not because he has a throne. The king is the king because of his mother. So it's really going to start with a re-indoctrination of how we raise our black boys. Now, that doesn't help those black boys who are already grown up, but Mm -hmm. black men men have to mother each other. Can you hear me? Wow. They've got to mother each other in talking circles, drumming circles. They've got to come together and mother each other. That means listen without judgment. That means be present without requirements and restrictions because women can't do it now. We we can't do it now. They have to do it to each other because I think very often women don't have a full appreciation for the life experience of black men.
3: Mm. You know, that's a whole nother show right there. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I appreciate you. I, I just think that it's just so awesome that... We can share this moment in time with you, and you can spread your knowledge and your wisdom. And uh, we're going to give out all the phone numbers to everybody that you need. If you are struggling, you're in a dark place. There's some, there's some light at the end of that tunnel, and we want to be there for you. Yala Van Zandt, thank you so much. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank you, Russ. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Coming up next, we're going to talk to a medical doctor, Dr. Melissa Clark, and we're going to look at medical options for people that, that are struggling a little bit and, and get her POV on this whole thing. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Well, on the line right now, we have uh, Dr. Melissa Clark. Um, she's wonderful. She's always giving us a lot of advice on COVID. But as a, as a medical doctor, I guess you can speak to the alarming rates of suicide, especially in the black community. But we're, we're kind of focusing on black men and suicide. I, I, I first want to ask you, what are the warning signs of someone at risk for suicide?
2: You know, suicide is not inevitable. By starting a conversation, providing support, And getting people the help they need, you can prevent suicide and save lives. But it's also important to know you shouldn't feel guilty if you know someone who has committed suicide, because sometimes the symptoms are not as obvious as talking about wanting to die or talking about searching for a way to to do so. Sometimes it can just be talking about feelings of hopelessness or having no reason to live, talking about feeling trapped or in unbearable pain or being a burden to others. If the person starts to increase their use of alcohol or drugs or acts agitated or anxious, behaves recklessly, sometimes it can be sleep, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, or appetite changes, um, or just... Withdrawing themselves and being more isolated than usual. So these are some of the things that we should look for um, In our loved ones uh, or in ourselves if we are Concerned that just sadness, which is a temporary condition is turning to depression and thoughts of suicide
3: can suicide be prevented? Are there other ways to prevent you from going down that road?
2: Absolutely, so Suicidal thoughts can come from a variety of of conditions, underlying conditions, from depression to anxiety to mental health, other mental health diagnoses, um, and so it's really important to get help early. We just talked about some of the warning signs. Once you start to see those things, it's important to get help as soon as possible because counseling. Uh, medical treatment for underlying health conditions can definitely prevent someone from going down the road to to make the decision to commit suicide or attempt suicide. Mm-hmm.
3: Medicines. Um, I know you and I have kind of talked about this before. Uh, there are some things that, that can be medicated, but there are other things. It depends on what the reason for why a person is in that state of mind. Um, there are medicines out there, right, that can help people with anxiety and depression.
2: Absolutely. Um, and and it's not just that. Let's take it a, a step backward. Um, there are actual physical health conditions that can result or have higher rates of depression associated with them. Um, if you've had uh, severe trauma uh, in, in your past as well, And, as you mentioned, anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions are all amenable to treatment. Uh, And sometimes medicines are the things that really can help people to um, be able to function at a higher level and have a better quality of life
3: That's Dr. Melissa Clark, she's a physician Uh, she hosts Excuse Me Doctor with Dr. Mel streaming uh, Mondays on YouTube and Facebook she's uh, America's leading expert on health issues amongst other things in the black community so it's always great to have her on. Well there it is y'all, I want to thank everybody for participating in this very uh, difficult subject I want to thank Dr. Melissa Clark and uh, Robert Pruitt and Benny Evans and of course Iana Van Zandt for talking about a very difficult subject Black men and suicide If you're if you're a man Or anyone out there that is struggling um, in, in in a dark place You need somebody to talk to We want you to know you're not alone I know everybody gives out the Suicide Prevention Hotline But they save lives daily The number is 800-273-8255 That's 800-273-8255 Most important thing uh, When you're in that predicament You just need somebody to talk to reach out to a friend, or call that suicide prevention hotline. These are trained professionals that can help you out. So you're not alone. We just want to let you know that this is at epidemic proportions, and especially during these times that we're going through. Um, yes, the pandemic has really, uh, really affected people in a lot of adverse ways, but uh, this, is, this has been going on before that. So, again, the number here is um, that for you to call is 800 273-8255. And thank you for joining us right here on the Russ Podcast.
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.